Amen. I want to certainly say what a privilege it is to be here in Hutchison in revival services with you. Amen. I love seeing God do things. Amen. What God does is always good. God never does anything bad for anybody. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from heaven. From the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. I'm glad to be in the kingdom of God, in the church of the living God, full of the Holy Ghost, living for the Lord. Amen. Don't want to go to heaven by myself. Amen. Honor your good pastor and his family. Love and appreciate these folks so, so very much. Amen. I, I like being around people that make me better. Amen. The Bible still says that iron sharpeneth iron. And so uh, just being around good people, being around godly people, people that love the truth and love holiness and love the church and love the word and love God's people, love the things of God. Amen. Not just what God does, but they love the way God does it. Amen. Don't let it be said of this generation what was said of those that when God said it was time to go over, they said, we can't do it. The Bible said that they provoked the Holy One of Israel. Amen. And the Lord said this about that generation. They have seen my works but they have not known my ways. God, God took issue with people that saw what he did, but they didn't really understand how. Amen. They, they enjoyed the what, but the why was beyond them, the way God does things. I'm telling you, I like what he does, and I like the way he does it. Amen. Certainly God has come to do something in this place tonight. Amen. Verse 1 of Acts 3. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Notice verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he the lame man leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. 
Amen. They knew who he was. They recognized his face. Amen. But I've never seen this man do that before. Amen. God is still in the amazing business. He's still an amazing God. They were filled with wonder and amazement. How in the world uh, is this man doing that? What happened to the lame man? He's not lame anymore. Amen. I'm preaching to good people tonight that many of you already understand the way that God works. Amen. But I wouldn't feel the burden to preach this tonight if everybody understood the way God works. There's a work that God wants to do in every one of our lives tonight. There is a principle in this familiar story in Acts chapter 3. Amen. We know the what. Amen. But I wonder tonight if we are have a good understanding of the way. Amen. Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. The Bible said at that moment, immediately, the man's feet and ankle bones received strength. And the lame man leaped up and stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. I want to preach tonight just for a few moments. Revival in your response. Revival in your response. Oh, let's lift our voices together. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 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 Thank you for your anointing that's in this place tonight. Thank you for revelation and conviction. Thank you for deliverance tonight. The mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. You could be seated tonight. Lord bless you. Amen. I know that most of us in this sanctuary this evening are very familiar with this first detailed recorded miracle of the New Testament church. This was not the first miracle of the New Testament church. Bible said that many wonders and signs were done at the hands of the apostles in the Acts, the second chapter. And uh, the afternoon, about the ninth hour, about three o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way to the temple to pray. Amen. And the narrative begins to unfold of this first recorded, detailed miracle. I believe that there's a reason for every word in our Bibles. All Scripture is given 
by inspiration. There is a reason why that this miracle was chosen by God to be detailed, to unfold before our eyes as we read the holy word of God. Amen. I still believe that uh, all scripture is given by inspiration and it's profitable. I believe that all these things happen unto them for examples and they are written for our admonition. Hitman, that is the word of God declaring unto us it was part and it became part of God's word on purpose. John said he supposed that if everything that Jesus said and did were written in books, the world could not contain the books. And so what is written, uh, we need to pay attention to it. What is recorded uh, is very, very, very uh, important. Can you shout hallelujah? So there's some things that we understand and we know uh, about uh, the lame man as we call him. The Bible said he was uh, Lame in his feet. He was lame from his mother's womb. He was born crippled. He had never walked. Everywhere he went, he had to depend on someone else to get there. He was carried every day. And they laid him at the gate of the temple. That gate is called beautiful. Amen. It's a beautiful place when you go into God's presence. It's a beautiful thing to go into the house of the Lord. We understand that this generation was still under the authority of the law of Moses. And Moses' law said, uh, if you had an affliction, uh, amen, the temple was off limits to you. If you had a physical problem, if you had uh, uh, some kind of crippling condition, you were not allowed uh, to go into uh, the temple. That's just how it was. You understand with me tonight that this man had an urgent, a passionate, a sincere desire for the house of the Lord. And every day, oh my Lord, he got just as close to the house of God as he could get. Amen. I, I'm not taking umbrage with the law. I understand it's there. I understand there's a reason for it. I know I'm not allowed to go in. Amen. But the law didn't say I couldn't get right south outside the door. The law says I can't go inside, but the law doesn't say I can't get just as close as I can get every day. Oh, hallelujah. Every day they carried him. 
every day they laid him at the beautiful gate of the temple. I don't believe this was the first time that Peter and John saw this man. I believe it was customary for them to go to the temple at the hour of prayer. I believe they saw this man, amen, every day. They saw him often, amen, if not every single day. I don't know what it was about this day, but it was a little bit different. Amen, and as Peter and John were about to enter into the temple, this man did that day what he had done every day. He asked alms of them that entered into the temple. Amen. I don't know other than it to be the will of God and divine inspiration and direction. Something caused Peter and John to stop. Amen. And they got that man's attention and said, look on us. Amen, let me have your attention. Listen to what I've got to say. The Bible said he gave heed unto them, uh, expecting to receive uh, something of them. Now we know what he was expecting to receive. Oh my Lord, he was expecting to receive what he was asking for. I said he was expecting to receive what he was asking for. I could stop right there and preach a little while. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open for everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth, and he that knocketh to him, the door shall, shall be open. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands to the Lord here right now. Praise the Lord. You may be seated tonight. Thank you. He was expecting to receive something of these men. <laughs> and he knew what he was expecting. Peter and John knew what he was expecting. That's why Peter said what he said. I don't have what you're expecting to receive. I don't have what you're asking for. Silver and gold have I none. But I do have something. I don't have what you're asking for. But I've got something better than what you're asking for. I know this is old news to a lot of you. Just bear with me in my folly. Amen, just help me preach to somebody to hear what I've got to say tonight. Not because it's me, but because it's the will of God. I don't have what you want, but I do have what you need. I know you're wanting some money, but money will only last so long. I know you're wanting a few coins in your cup, but there's only so much money can do for you. 
but I've got something that can go beyond your money. I've got something that can go beyond a monetary donation. I've got a name that's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to hasten to my burden tonight. I want to tell someone tonight You can only go so far depending on someone else. You can't go in the kingdom of God where you really want to go if you have to be carried everywhere you go. I'm preaching to people tonight. There's things in the kingdom that you want, but you'll never get it. It meant being carried by someone else. Don't be offended. I said, please don't be offended at my words tonight. It's the will of God for you to not just get close, but to enter into that realm and that dimension of the kingdom that you really want to experience. You know this man wanted uh, to go beyond the gate. You know uh, that at the gate is not in uh, the kingdom. You know he got just as close as he could get uh, depending on someone else. But no matter how good they were, he meant they had limitations and they could only carry him so far. This man was lame in his feet. This man wanted something he had never had. This man wanted to do something he had never done. Amen, the Holy Ghost has someone's number here tonight. You have a desire for things in the kingdom of God that you've never experienced. Others, amen, all around you, you see them experiencing it, but you've never had it for yourself. And you say, well, if I can befriend them or if I can depend upon them, if I can lean upon them, amen, nothing wrong with having good friends. Amen, but there's a place in God that you can only go on your own. And so, how, how do you go somewhere you've never been? How do you get something you've never had? How do you go beyond the gate when you've always depended on someone else? When everybody always has to carry you everywhere that you go. Help me right now, Holy Ghost. Help me, Jesus. Amen, I believe, amen, that this Bible story in its simplicity, amen, gives us an insight into the realm of the miraculous. This is how that happens. Amen, I said this is how that happens. 
Amen. I wasn't there, obviously, and you weren't either. Amen. Uh, there are no eyewitnesses in the house uh, to the miracle in Acts chapter 3. All I can do is just preach it like I read it. Now, how many understands that there's a lot of challenges to being involved in the human race? I'll be honest with you, it's a pain in the neck a lot of times being human. This flesh gets on my nerves all the time. It'd be a whole lot easier living for God if it wasn't for this flesh. But you know what? We in it, ain't we? <laughs> Here we are. Ready or not, like it or not, it is what it is. And uh, you know it's the truth that it is human nature that when it's your problem, you make it worse than what it really is. Now, it's also human nature to criticize others for doing that themselves. But it's okay when you do it because it's my problem. Nobody knows how I feel. And so the Bible said this man was lame. The Bible didn't say he's paralyzed. He's not a paralytic. He's not sick of the palsy. He's lame. That just simply means something's wrong with his feet. There's nothing wrong with his arms. There's nothing wrong with his back. For the most part, there's probably nothing wrong with his legs. Because the Bible said immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. His problem was from his ankles down. But my Bible said that when Peter said... Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Peter said, we got a problem here. This man can't get what he needs until he gets in a place where he can receive it. Because the Bible said he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. It's my conviction. It meant he got him off his back. Amen, the man was acting like he's more than just crippled. The man could have been sitting there, but he was laying there. I said he could have been sitting there begging, but you know, it, man, I might get a little bit more if I'll lay here and look more pitiful. And Peter said, you'll never get what you need from God feeling sorry for yourself. You'll never get delivered from what's really wrong with you until you stop making it worse than what it really is. I believe that's why God sent me to this pulpit tonight. Amen. To take authority in someone's life. To get a hold of somebody's Holy Ghost right hand. Amen. Take authority in Jesus' name. 
The Bible said without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. I'm doing what I'm doing right now to get somebody off your back. I'm preaching faith right now to help somebody get in position to receive your deliverance. Oh, would you lift up your hands right now? Oh, the Holy Ghost just told me to tell somebody you've been too close for too long. You always get right up against your Holy Ghost desire, but you never enter into the fullness of it. And God says it's time to go beyond the gate. Somebody love the Lord. Somebody love the Lord. Somebody love the Lord. Hey, let's obey the Holy Ghost here right now. In the name of Jesus. really not that complicated a man of God with a word from God in the name of God takes authority and through his anointed ministry gets you in position so that God can touch What's wrong with you? I'm going to say it again to make sure you understand what I'm saying. You'll never feel something where you need to feel it if you're not in position to receive the feeling. Now, I know it's not all about feelings. It, man, it's not, I'm not just preaching about what you feel. It, man, that's a part of it. That's part of the miraculous. Maybe you need to feel something in your mind. Feel something in your soul. Feel something in your heart. I don't know what your problem is tonight. I just know I've got a burden. I just know I'm on divine assignment tonight. It meant you've been laying at the gate. And God wants you to walk and leap and go beyond. Can I say what I feel? God wants to use your life to amaze those around you that when they see what God has done for you, amen, they are amazed and they wonder at the mighty power of God. You say, Brother Waldrop, that can never happen to me because it's never happened. That's like that man saying, Brother Waldrop, I can never walk because I've never walked. 
That's like somebody saying, I can't get the Holy Ghost because I've never received the Holy Ghost. I can't repent because I've never repented. I can't get a miracle because I've never gotten a you got to start somewhere. There is a first time for everything. This man had never felt anything in his feet. But a man of God comes along and says, before God can touch what's wrong with you, you got to get a place where you can receive the miracle. I want to tell you something tonight. The miracle in Acts chapter 3 was not up to Peter and John. The miracle in Acts 3 was not up to God. The man of God did his part. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Got him off his back. Help him to get set up where God could touch his feet. God did his part immediately. His feet and ankle bones received strength. He felt something where he needed to feel it. He felt something going on with what was wrong with him. He felt something where he had never felt anything before. And your Bible said, and he, leaping up, Peter didn't jerk him up on his feet. You can't leap up and stand if you're already on your feet. But the man of God got him in a place where he could receive strength. But the miracle happened when he responded to the strength that God gave to him. I'm preaching about a revival in your response. I'm going to stand on this pew and declare something tonight. It meant you felt something where you needed to feel it before, but you've never responded to it. Amen, you sit there and you feel something, but you don't do anything with it. And so they carried you here and they have to carry you back home. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in the mighty name, aren't you tired of being carried everywhere you go? Aren't you tired? Aren't you weary? Aren't you ready? To go somewhere in God you've never been. Let's stand and lift our hands right now. I don't know what's wrong with you. I just know God has come to fix it. I don't know how long you've been dealing with the problem. 
or how long the problem's been dealing with you. I just know God has come to deal with it tonight. Hallelujah. I said, I just know that God is ready to do something about what's wrong with you. Such as I have. Such as I have. Come on, break the unbreakable. To the miracle. God, we believe. Come on, God wants to amaze somebody tonight. I said, God wants to amaze somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, if I needed something from God, I wouldn't sit back and wait on God. I'd get his cloak. I'd get as close to the front as I could get. I'm tired of doing without. I'm tired of missing out. I'm tired of feeling something. Amen and not do anything with it. Come on, somebody needs to let revival get in your response and respond to the touch of God. Respond to Holy Ghost invitation. Respond to divine intervention. Respond to conviction. Respond to revelation. Respond to the spirit of truth and holiness. He was able to walk and leap into the temple because when he felt something in his feet, he did something with it. Show me who you are or what's wrong with you. He just sent me to tell you he's come to fix it. He's come to fix it. He's come to fix it. He's come with a miracle. The 
There's a miracle uh, for your family. There's a miracle uh, for your finances. Uh, There's a miracle uh, for your mind. Uh, There's a miracle uh, for your emotions. He's come to move the immovable. Hey, I said he's come to do something about what's never been done. My God, I feel the gift of faith trying to operate here right now. Holy Ghost and fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. sit there if you want to but you don't have to sit there amen you can respond to a Holy Ghost move you can respond to a move of God God can't make you want it that's your job God can't make it happen. Uh, That's up to you. Uh, That's where the revival is. Uh, The revival is in your response. This is how I go where I've never been. Uh, This is how I do what I've never done. Uh, This is how I've seen what I've never seen. Uh, Is when God moves, uh, I respond. (laughs) 